With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Scout's Eye on Football. I am Chris Landry. Hope you are well. It's good to be back. Um... It's, uh, for those of you that have uh, been with us for a while, um, we appreciate you joining us as we do uh, every show that we do. Um, we have took a little time off last week. Uh, we uh, we're, had to deal with a number of things, but today we're going to, uh, more about that in a second. Um, we got schedule release information today that... Uh, those of you that are interested in wanting to know exactly what's going to happen at the start of this uh, NFL season and as we go through the season, the information will be leaked all day long. So um, we're, we're going to get into some of that. We haven't been around since the NFL draft, uh, with the exception on the SEC show with Neil. I'm going to get into some of that. We'll take your questions as well um, on that. Um We'll, we'll talk a little bit. People have asked a bunch of questions on Aaron Rodgers. People have asked questions uh, on Tim Tebow. Um, got some questions on name, image, and likeness. By the way, I will do the Landry Football Podcast. We'll focus a lot on name, image, and likeness. And some of the things that you may not be as familiar with that are going to be a part of uh, the whole process as we go. But uh, I want to start by saying that I really appreciate everyone that was uh, involved in watching and participating in our Annabelle Draft Show um, that weekend, um, that Thursday night, that Friday night, and Saturday. Um, very successful in terms of people watching. Always ways that I can improve upon it, no doubt. Um, you know, certainly look to look at that. Um, but I really, really appreciate everybody being there. Just on a personal note, um, you know, I um, had some issues uh, last week that uh, those of you that may have been with us during NFL Draft Weekend were familiar with, um, was dealing a little bit with a sick pet. Um, just a little bit of a backstory. Um, those of you, I think, uh, maybe you know my background, some of you maybe don't. My background grew up in Louisiana and was a um, was a walk-on football player turned 
student coach at LSU and started my career there and worked as an on-the-field coach and, and a recruiter and then went into the NFL, uh, Belichick staff in Cleveland and spent time there and spent time running the NFL scouting combine and running the Oilers scouting department and running the, the uh, again, the scouting combine. And then uh, I moved back to Louisiana in the early 2000s um, to deal with an aging parents. Uh, my dad, uh, the youngest uh, child in my family, uh, moved back to care for my dad and help my mom and my dad, my sister and brother and their families as well. Um, but to anybody that's been a caregiver knows knows what that is like. Um, we lost dad in 2004 and then and uh, after that um, my mom spent a lot of time with me at my home and after a while uh, I, I could sense when the timing was right that that maybe she would be more comfortable living with me as opposed to um, living alone in the home and it, the home that my mom and dad lived in was the second home it wasn't the home that I grew up in and um, so there wasn't quite the attachment to that place maybe as some people might have in a in a you know home that you maybe lived in 30 40 years um, so long story short um, mom moved in with me and um, mom passed away um, 10 years later in 2014 um, the side story of that um, was there was a little little cat, my sister's idea of mom should get a cat when dad was sick, understanding the inevitable was coming with dad and, and would be company. And um, so there was a friend of my mom that gave her a cat from a litter that her lady had a number of cats. And... Uh, so she did. A beautiful little cat that was, um, uh, I've actually showed her on the show here uh, before. Combination of black and brown and gold and white. Um, beautiful little cat named Mindy. Well, Mindy um, ended up misbehaving a little bit when my mom was you know, living with my dad and I was going back and forth in my house and caregiving to my dad. So long story short, I ended up having to take in Mindy. And then when mom moved in with me, obviously Mindy was with us. So um, Mindy is 18 years old. And um, for those of you that watch me during draft weekend, could see particularly Saturday was a very difficult day as the Friday night was wrapping up the draft. Uh, Mindy, um, the cat had back in November when lost, you could tell lost some weight. And, you know, a, a cat that was 12 pounds, if you lose two pounds, that's a, that's an awful lot of weight for a cat. And, um, we knew there was a problem, and for the past six months, basically trying everything I could and standing on my head and 
including feeding her whatever we could get her to eat and uh, trying to stimulate her appetite in doing that. Um, she got thinner and thinner and um, sicker and sicker, but she still was very lovable. And as you know now, when, when I moved back home to, to help caregiving, I, I, I basically got off the road. And with modern technology and everything, even before COVID, you can do a lot of at least what I do as a consultant uh, from a home office. So as mom passed away in 2014, you know, on the heels of having Mindy here, it was just Mindy and I, as she was, you know, outlived my dad and my mom. And um, so taking care of her in a house where there's no kids, there's no wife, it's just me and her, and me working out of the home all the time. So she's there all the time. We've got a pretty, very, you know, nice house with a lot of rooms, including a big office here that uh, with couches and chairs and in addition to the desk setup I have in, on the, uh, the this part of the office. Then there's guest bedrooms and master bedrooms and master baths and a den, uh, dining room, the kitchen, and then a, another den which is basically like a sunroom just loads of places with a lot of places so she she had the the world by the tail and whatever she wanted with different little perches and windows to look out of she was an inside cat never went outside and uh, so Mindy had been getting sick sicker and sicker and I have been you know worried and concerned for some time and been keeping in constant communication with the vet and I I could read between the lines and understood what they were saying and what was was coming. Um, but Friday night after the draft, um, there was a a significant um, issue with her. With you could see the strength had gotten even weaker and weaker, and. Um, it got pretty bad to the point where um, I was up all night with her and, and and took her to the vet very, very early Saturday morning in which they did more recent tests and found out. Um, and I mentioned this when I got on the air for the Saturday show for the draft, um, that the kidney failure that was a part, big part of the problem had gotten severe worse and then there was a um, a a tumor and um, so I knew what, what was dealing with so Saturday was very difficult um, and we got through most of the draft throw in that that Saturday of the draft is the busiest day it's the most rounds and then there's a lot of work post draft with free agent signings um, I had to enlist some help to try to get through that work part and then obviously um, continue to nurse Mindy all day Saturday and then I knew um, in contacting with the the doctor basically I was told um, and this is the doctor that was on duty Saturday uh, the great folks at All Pets Hospital in Baton Rouge told me look we, we, we can give her a big B12 and we'll 
we'll um, we'll uh, give her IVs, and then so you can take her home and be with her. And then uh, obviously, um, with no hope, I I knew what was was coming about, but dealing with all of that at the same time was was distracting is not the word it was it's it, it's devastating uh, I myself have never had a pet because I've always been on the road as a scout I inherited a pet she became my baby if you will um, and you know if I were to get a pet and I, and I, and I won't and I, I don't want probably be more of a dog because Probably, you know, I love all the neighbors, cats and dogs, and play with them and all that. But, you know, this is this was mine and my baby that, that I treated as such. And so, um, you know, Sunday was, was a tough day. And then I had a conversation with her main doctor at the hospital. And we had discussions of what needed to be done. And... Obviously, the emotional part of the end coming and the grief part of that is one thing. Um, but then, obviously, it's different, obviously, with the pet. Those of you that have been through it, and I know most of you have, um, the understanding that you, you, you've got to make a decision that you, you don't want to make, you don't know what the right thing is. And the whole processing and the mental absorption of how do you have to deal with it is something that one of the reasons why I never wanted to have a pet, I never wanted to deal with it. And uh, so I'm, I'm having to deal with it. So basically, um, now, and I, I appreciate your patience. We're going to get into football talk. That's what you're here for. It's therapeutic for me. I haven't talked about it on the other shows, but um, I, I felt particularly since it kind of happened during draft weekend, that um, kind of wanted to let people know, no, I didn't take off the week after the draft because I was tired and wanted some time off after the draft. Um, that, that's, that wasn't the plan, and that's not what I've ever done. This was just to deal with this. And so, um, I, you know, I'm so grateful. I, I, I did a lot of investigation, and so long story short, um, last Tuesday, not yesterday, but the week before, um, her doctor and uh, the, I guess the veterinary nurse tech, I guess they call them, that had cared for her for years and years, came over to the house and obviously did the full examination and, and understood and knew what was going on and um, had a peaceful goodbye. Um, and now to have that um, in this the last six months, Mindy spent most of her time right on my couch watching me work, just wanting to be close to me, not being able to move a whole lot. And, um, you know, and that was a, one of her many favorite spots in the house. And that's where she was, and she wasn't moving at all. I literally for three or four days what little sh i could get her to eat or drink water i literally brought it to and fed her and so um i was able to hold her pet her hug her kiss her all that stuff to her last breath so 
that, you know, became very, very difficult to deal with. Um, and I dealt with it. I'm fine. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be fine. It, it's it's going to take a while. It's, it's very, very difficult. But that's the reason. And I did not want to... Um, emotionally, I dealt with a lot of stuff dealing post that. Um, and certainly making sure that all of her stuff, she had a whole bunch of stuff I'd gotten for her, little perches and little things that she, again, she was very, very spoiled, making sure they got into the hands of the people that needed and, and wanted it, as, as I wanted to not have the reminders of her there. Um, so we said goodbye to little Mindy. Um, so we do have, though, this is a, I don't know if you can see this or not. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll try to see. I don't know if this comes out. Uh, very good, but that's little Mindy as she laid on this very desk, as she often did. She would kind of want me to to um, stop working, to pay attention to her and pet her. You see, she's black and gold and white and uh, the cutest little thing and the most spoiled little thing you can ever imagine. But, so she will be here uh, as I do the show all the time. So, I appreciate um, that. Look, uh, for last week, um, I couldn't have talked. I couldn't have talked about it. Um, and I'm, you know, dealing with the. It's not the loneliness. I'm busy and all that. I, I, you know, I'm constantly looking for. Most of you dealt with pets. Most of you, again, I wouldn't even be bringing this up if it was wasn't kind of happening right around the draft show. You know. You never know how these things are going to play out. So I felt I owed it particularly to the loyal audience to just kind of what where things are. So uh, that last week was a very difficult week to kind of deal with it. And look, it is, um, I guess I'm blessed that she had a wonderful life. I know she probably had as good of a life as you can possibly have for a cat that just, you know. And she gave me, she helped me get through um, the loss of my mom and dad, and, uh, she was very, very special, um, and I'll never forget, and the, you know, as grief as I did, you know, I had to take some time off after my dad and my mom passed, I, I had to do that with her, I never thought it would be that, um, it's, it's an animal, it's not your mom and dad, um, I, I'm not quite sure how I, you know, how, how I justify that, it's not the same as those of you that lost a wife or lost a, you know, lost some parent. But it, it, I can tell you, um, it felt the same. It felt just as bad. It felt just as hollow. And maybe in some ways, because of the responsibility and not being able to, you can communicate, but in a different way. So anyway, I appreciate, I wanted to kind of just move on from that. I spent way too long, but... Um, putting my thoughts together is not something I certainly, it's just something that spoke from the heart. So I appreciate everybody. Uh, we had, uh, so as it relays out, um, and I appreciate Kev uh, joining us and Rich, and we'll get to your questions. We'll get to some football. Kev, I appreciate your sentiment. Yeah, I, I, we did We did the best. Um, to kind of put things, you know, not my normal work schedule, um, and so, but we got up on LandryFootball.com, as I said I would, 
maybe a little bit later, you know, because of what I just mentioned, we got all the breakdowns of all the picks, player by player, team by team, and uh, so we got that. But we're a little little behind getting into the spring practice tape and other stuff. But that just means that a lot of good stuff is a lot of good stuff is a coming, as we say down south. So uh, we really appreciate everything. I'm um, going to get to some of your questions here in a second. But I know, uh, listen, I am not a big, oh, my God, the schedule's coming out. Let me learn this and that. Uh, it's, it's um, but a lot of you are. And I think there's some interesting um, side notes to what's going on. Um, let me just first tell you, if you're out there, not at work, the full Thanksgiving slate this season in the NFL, it's going to be Bears versus Lions, Raiders versus Cowboys, and then Bills versus the Saints in the um, nightcap on Thanksgiving Day. Um, let's see. The Bucks will host the Cowboys to start the season. Um, they got Brady. Still have the seventh Super Bowl banner that he's been involved in. Um, and then Dak coming off the the, uh, the injury there. Now, the Patriots are going to host the Bucks in week four. Um, and um, they, they will return to New England on Sunday night. So we've got, again, the um, the way this works in the NFL, you got to give them a lot of credit. Boy, they, they are marketing geniuses. they got a show tonight that's going to unveil the entire schedule. But their whole purpose is to... Leak, with leak meaning like the suggestion that we're going to leak it like what's not supposed to get out. No, no, no. They they are purposely leaking out in grips. So you can find out the London games. You can find out the Monday night games. It is brilliant because they're, they're taking the leaks like I believe on one of the shows. I don't know what's the, is it Good Morning America? Is that what they still call it? The, the ABC is... They'll announce the Monday, first Monday night game and then the rest of the schedule. And then I think the Fox show, uh, the, the news show, they say, well, the first game, like I think the first, I think it's, um, I think it's Packers Saints is going to be the first national Sunday game week one. And then the, the whole week one schedule. So we'll get into some of that for you. Um, you got week one. The highlights are Browns at Chiefs, really good. Steelers at Bills. Um uh, let's see, uh, Seahawks at Colts, um, uh, we mentioned the Thursday night games, um, so the Raiders are there, um, yeah, the Saints are third time in four years playing on Monday night, so week one, you've got, um, Tampa Dallas on Thursday night, Minnesota Cincinnati at Cincinnati. The Niners at the Lions, the Colts and the Seahawks, um, Washington and the Chargers, the Titans and the Cardinals, the Bills, Pittsburgh, Atlanta and Philadelphia, Jacksonville and Houston, Carolina against the Jets, New England against Miami, a division game there, Denver at the Giants, Kansas City at Cleveland, as we mentioned, the Raiders versus Chicago, and Baltimore, um, uh, excuse, uh, not the, excuse me, the Rams um, versus the Bears, and the Ravens against the um, the, Ra the Raiders. 
So, um, so you've got uh, the Jets and the Falcons will kick off in a London game uh, on October 10th. The Dolphins and the Jags are going to have a little Tua and Trevor action on October 7th. And again, those are going to be the London games. Those are going to be 9.30 a.m. start times. So uh, get started there. Um, is that so? Um, again, uh, so we'll have so because there's so much information schedule wise. Again, you, you got to admire the league. This is like NFL schedule day, and it's gonna just it's going to control the news. Uh, outside of Tim Tebow, Aaron Rodgers, more than that in a second. It's going to control the news cycle most of the day. And again, it, we'll give it to you in draft so that you can click a ton of times today on all our different websites and go on all the different shows. It's really, really interesting. So um, you, you can get all the details. Uh, in the NFL Notebook, we're going to have a lot of the stuff there. But we've got some other tidbits, uh, a lot of stuff, a lot more important. But, but folks like it, so we're going to talk about it. Um, I'm going to get to a couple of your questions here. Um, Rich says the Patriots drafted Cameron McGrone knowingly he might not play this year due to a torn ACL he suffered from last year. Uh, uh, why draft the player knowing he might not play your, your thoughts? Very simple, because if you like got the player graded higher, the reason why he slipped is because of that, with the theory being if he could play that first year, then you know he would have been taken much higher. Well, you're not taking him for one year. You're taking him for the long stretch. So that's why you do it, and you mitigate the risk in your mind. And that's that's uh, that's why uh, you know things go. So I appreciate you, Blake. Blake, good, good friend of the show, and uh, and um, I know you love your animals. Thanks a bunch, and uh, uh, Jeff, appreciate you joining. Cowboys at the Bucks open up on Thursday night, Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, no, that's going to be interesting. You know there was. There was some decent selections. I didn't really look, and I again, I, give me the schedule, and and I really, I am not a schedule analyzer. Here's what I did, and I mentioned this on yesterday's shows that I was involved in that when you're when you're working in the league, the first thing you need you go to is do we have any Thursday games? Because that's the headache. Because that's the short week, and and you've got to prepare and organize for that. Monday night games are, hey, that's great, you know, Monday night, and Monday night used to be the big thing. Sunday night, you you know to some degree on the early games, but then you got all the flex games you don't know of. That's is not as big of an adjustment. Yeah, playing in the big stage, that's great, but it doesn't change your schedule. The Monday changes your schedule. You got an extra day, and what you look at is if you play on Monday night. I always looked at who we played and where we played the week after because that means that's a short week because Monday is the, the obviously the latest game you could play during the week. That means you got a little bit of a short week, particularly if you're on the road. It's a short week. Not as short as if you play a Thursday game from Sunday to Thursday. So those are the two things you have to work through. The other stuff are just kind of what we're talking about as fans. But I can't wait to watch this. Can't wait to watch that. And this is going to be fun. And my favorite team is the, you know, and we play this and whatever. The Bucks opening up, there, there wasn't, there was some talk about maybe it could be this, it maybe it could be that. Um, and I think it just came down to 
I, you know, I don't know. I'm sure they'd look at it different things, and they just said, okay, you you know who opens up at home? He's a Super Bowl winner. Well, who are the potential opponents are? Well, you know, going into before the schedule release, you know who you're playing, what teams you're playing, and you kind of, you know, it's just about okay, uh, you know, when, you know. It, 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 how it's going to stack up. And I also looked at how many road games in a row, things like that, that will affect. Because remember, you got an extra day, you know, not not just of prep, but so, let, like, for example, let's say you get done and you're at home and then you play on the road the next week or you have a short week. Well, then what you can do is on the Saturday when you when you would normally be getting on a plane to go to a road game, you can spend a lot of guys just go just <laughs> take a nap. But on that Saturday, you can begin to do some extra work for maybe if you got a short week the next week. So you're looking for those little things. Everybody's selfish, right? They look at how it's going to affect them to do their jobs. Uh, so for fans, they're looking at, all right, like how many games and road games and all that. Um, so, um, yeah, you mentioned Richard, the league schedule, yeah. Yeah, Michael Speck says something that's really gay. Mike, Michael, appreciate you joining. I like pets better than most people. And I know it's probably a lot of truth to that. You know, it's because they're loyal, right? It's because they, you know, they just people let you down. Pets don't let you down. I mean, it, it's so true. You know, please give me your overall grade on the Saints draft. I'm not a big fan of picking up the quarterback from Notre Dame. Look, I, I don't give grades like, oh, what, an A. I think that I would, here's how I would classify it to you. Because I want to give you an answer. And I know you want to know what, what do I think of it. I'll tell you what I think of it. Just, you can't really grade it. So let's go through it real quick. And I'll go through this with any team you want, folks. Send it out there. Um, Instead of, I'm not going to go through 32 for you, but I, I, I mean, I, I'll go, I'll go through all 32 if you ask, um, and, and we probably need to go through that. So if you look at it, Peyton Turner is a guy that um, I think there were some better players on the board, but this is a guy that's got high upside. I compared him on draft day um, to Marcus Davenport, and, and can he be that? He's not been that productive, but he's got. Tremendous upside, and the workouts were phenomenal. And remember, the Saints draft is driven by the coaches more than the scouts. So the workouts are going to mean a little bit more. Who's going to be more affected by a workout? A coach who's there working them out. Um, Pete Warner is a really good pick, good player. Adebo has got some good instincts at corner. Uh, no real problem with the picks, I mean, no real problem with the players, but I think that probably, to be honest, I would have done something different at least at one and three. A little bit more value-wise optimistic about two. Ian Book, um, who you are concerned about, I share those concerns. You know, you will hear the media there because Sean loves him. And listen, I've known Sean for a long time. Got a lot of respect for him. He saw more in Tony Romo than I did. Um, the the but the old well, he sees a lot of Drew Brees. Ian Book's not going to be Drew Brees. He he's not that type of player. He 
could be Chase Daniel. So you've got a guy that can be a good young backup. You don't draft a guy necessarily there to be the backup. I think they see more of him. So that's how I see him. Could he be um, the answer at quarterback for the future of the Saints? I doubt it. I, re I really do. Um, Sean has a lot of confidence in his ability to get a lot out of a quarterback. So, you know, I think that's that's the key. Uh, so that that's, that's you know, those are my um, thoughts there. I think that the draft is um, top ten, uh, you said, to try to trade up. Um, first of all, I don't know. I think there was a couple of other guys from inside that room that they were interested in, too. I don't know. I think they were very interested in a couple of corner options, but I think there was some other interest there. Um, look, the problem is it's not like you say, well, why didn't people want to do business? Well, it's not that they didn't want to do business with the Saints. It's, it's that it was going to be difficult to move into the top ten, and this is one of the things that I mentioned was – you know, when people said, well, the Saints are going to move us in. Yeah, I, I get it. Their desire to move up was there. But it's a, it's very difficult to get somebody to move from that top ten all the way down to where the Saints are. Not impossible. you got to have the right situation. We saw people say, well, you can't trade in the division. You're like, You're like, hell, you can't. You can do anything if it benefits you. So the Cowboys, they had their guys – Two guys that they really like taking right in front of them. So they moved down because they like, at that point, they didn't really love anybody that they were going to take there at 10. So you moved up, moved to Philly. Philly moves ahead of the Giants to get Devontae Smith. The Cowboys moved down. They like Mick Michael Parsons, but didn't need to take him there because they like some other guys in addition to Parsons. So they moved down, still got Parsons a little later, you know, at, um, at 12. And, um, you know, the Giants, who obviously like Devontae Smith, saw value in moving down. And you had a taker in Chicago wanting to move up because you're not moving up to move up, right? Remember, they're moving up to get Justin Fields. So it has to, you know, the desire to move up for a specific player has to marry up with somebody that wants to move down. There's, I, there are a number of stories. We'll get into some of them. I got some of them. I got one of them in the notebook today in the NFL notebook of a trade. There are many trades that are talked about that you never, you never happen because the team wants to move up, but at that particular spot, the the team there doesn't want to move down. Our team wants to move down, but he can't get good value, and so it just doesn't work out. Uh, it just wasn't. Things didn't play out. The Saints have always found trade partners, and you can do it, but they weren't able to get it done, and so that's the, the way it is. Um, I do think they were trying to move up, and I do think the corners is only one of the spots. Why did the drag Jack draft two guys that are coming off surgeries? Again, it's the same thing that we're dealing with the question about New England. Uh, they didn't say, let's go draft two guys that are coming off surgeries. What they did is you draft guys that you've got higher grades that are slipping on your board because of the medicals. So basically, you look at it, and your medical evaluation is, 
you're not drafting him just for this year. Okay, so what you ask yourself, and this is the phrase we always use, okay, Doc, so when he has this surgery, give me the prognosis. Yeah, he'll be clean. He'll be fine because he has no other issue. Great. So he needs to go in for repair. And when he is, he's fine. Then you've got a guy, yeah, it's a rehab. Yeah, you're not going to be able to play him this year. No, you're not going to be able to play him this year is the right way to say it. But you're not short-sighted. You're not taking him, ignoring the fact that he has surgery. You're taking him because you've got him rated quite a bit higher than that particular spot. And you're willing to kind of redshirt him, so to speak, and say, you know what? He may not play this year, but look at what we've got. So now we've got a player that's two rounds higher than, than we have him graded, or whatever the case may be, so you see great value. That's why you do it. Does it always work? No. You have to have the right medical evaluation. You have to have the right football evaluation. But that's why you do it. You see value in the player a lot higher as a football player that now goes down. So now all of a sudden, hey, you got a guy that you might think, man, we consider this guy a lot higher. Is it worth taking him now? That's why you always hear me say this, right? I never, oh, take the player off the board. No, no, no. Put the player on the board where his football's abilities are. So let's say you got him up here, football ability-wise, but the end's up over here in terms of when it comes to pick. You got him over here, and you've got the medical shield on him. So when it's this pick over here, and it's like everybody's cleaned up, nobody's there, whoa, Got this guy that we really like. Now, what's his deal again? We got this. All we're waiting on is one year. We might have a guy that's as good a player as anybody in this draft. For us, let's take him. The risk is mitigated. Um, because you don't... Now, if there's a... Hey, look, I think this guy's going to be a longevity issue. There may be arthritic... Well, then if the medical grade tells you something different, then you probably don't do it, or you even wait later to see if he's there. But you take him because you see great value and you just got to wait a year. Much like sometimes a guy is a little bit of a problem child, how big of a problem, how good of a player is he? Where does Where is the risk mitigated? You've got to factor that in. So grade him where he is as a football player. Put the shield on him and then pass him over. Until at some point, and that's the exercise, at some point you say, that son of a gun is sitting there, and you think, at this point, in this round, at this spot, is it worth it? Now you're having a different conversation. You're not considering it two rounds earlier. It's too risky. You got, you got players on the board that are safer picks. But at this spot, we might say, you know what? No one can have the impact that can help us anywhere near that guy, and all we have to do is wait a year. That's why you do it. doesn't mean it's good or bad in terms of whether it's going to work out, but that's why you do it. Um, what were your scouting evaluations, Steve? <laughs> oh, Rich always comes back in the past. Steve was a really good um, uh, safety that played some corner. Um, he was... He was very, very physical. He was a really good special team. He turned out to be a very good special teams player. Ronnie Harmon out of Iowa. Ronnie was back in the day when they were able to go into Jersey and get kids. Ronnie was an outstanding runner. 
Uh, I had him uh, with me in Houston. Uh, we signed him in the latter part of his career. Still was a really good player. Shane Collin out of Penn State was coming out of linebacker U, very instinctive, couldn't run all that well, but was really good against the run. Um, and what was the exception with Hank Buller as a coach? Hank Buller was really one of the better defensive coaches around um, quite some time. Both the college and pro game had big-time impact. Really was good at coaching linebackers. Um, so I'll take your questions, and, and we can do this. It doesn't have to be just today, but we'll take it on, you know, specific things about the draft. I don't know that it's the best thing to just go one by one. Arizona, let me go through every pick. That would take an enormous amount of time, and, and, and I want to kind of tailor it to where um, it, it meets your interest. And, again, you have all of that stuff for you at LandryFootball.com. Every pick, every team. So, and no, I don't give A, B, C. That That's ridiculous because the things that will determine the success of the draft have not yet taken place. You can't separate buying the groceries and cooking the meal. So keep that in mind. That's going to be the key. I want to get into a couple of things. Um, you're going to have to run just a tad earlier today. I've got something um, before the top of the hour meeting, football meeting, that I have to be on. Um, but we'll get into more draft stuff. Send me your questions. Into the, you know, um, um, we'll, we'll get into that. In fact, even tomorrow on the Landry Football Podcast uh, that we'll be doing same time, uh, you can send us. But I want to get into a couple of things. Um, or in, 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 And we'll get name, image, and likeness stuff tomorrow that we'll focus on. <clears throat> and we may talk a little bit about handling the Aaron Rodgers situation. But I, and I, I will talk a little bit more about the Tim Tebow situation. Because people have asked, what do you think about Tim Tebow? This and that and why this. Uh, there's so much hand-wringing, and it's really much ado. I don't want to say much ado about nothing. I don't mean to dismiss him as a person, as a player. But a couple of things to keep in mind, and, and I talked about this yesterday uh, with Scott Seidenberg on the Film Room Show. He brought it up that somebody in the media, I forget who it was now, mentioned it, and I had mentioned this on LandryFootball.com. Um this is kind of how I think this thing played out. And I'm not telling you that I was told this is how it played out. Here's the reality. First of all, as a football player, and people who follow Tim Tebow know what a great player, college player was, college and leader and an emotional, competitive guy, and, you know, was a really good runner and, you know, very limited passing skills, but he was functional enough in that offense. Um, he was not successful in the NFL. Uh, yeah, he was part of some good teams and quote-unquote had a winning record. This is not a baseball pitcher. You don't control the game quite like you do in that environment. He was not a sufficient passer. He's had plenty of opportunities. He's just not very good at it. He wanted to play quarterback, was focused on playing quarterback, was his right, probably to his detriment. But he also had other things in his life and his career and pursuits of baseball and all that kind of stuff. And he's looking for challenges and you know, lives with a chip on his shoulder, all that's great. Um, the thing about it is he probably, if he had focused a little bit more at maybe being a tight end, I think that certainly his ability to play on special teams, being an up back, doing a lot of things as a blocker, as an F back, I think he could have done a lot of things and maybe been more successful. You know, at this age, could he help a team? Could he help Jacksonville? Uh, 
not significantly could he make the team. Here's the thing that you got to keep in mind, uh, and I'll go into more detail tomorrow, but Tim is three games away one season, which so you understand how being vested as an NFL player into the pension. You have to be on an active roster um, or IR for three games in a year. And then he's three games short, basically. Um, and, and it's not like a windfall of money, but there's a it is supplemental income that you get for life. Plus, there's 401k benefits and other ancillary things, health insurance for five years after you retire, and you've got some other life insurance and, and medical assistance of other areas. So you get certain things, and that's changed over the years, which you get. So again, uh, people think, well, Tim Tebow is rich, and he's made a lot of money. But, you know, still, when you live in a very wealthy lifestyle, every little extra money, every little thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 on top of what you're making helps. It, it's just it's extra stuff that you do. He's going to be successful in life. He's going to be with TV or marketing or shows or whatever. He's a marketing, you know, magnet. So he'll make a ton of money. And you might think, well, the pension stuff is not that important. It is. It is for a number of reasons, and I'll get into it more tomorrow. But, so, look, it doesn't mean he's do I think this came up in the conversation with Urban Meyer and Tim? Yes. He's not going to get another opportunity somewhere else. He's not really marketable football skills-wise. But in Jacksonville, you got your former coach. Signs him, but again, he hasn't made the team yet. He can't just, you know, flop around and do nothing and be on the opening day roster. Can't happen. He's going to have to provide some value. He's going to work hard. He's going to be competitive. He's going to do all this and that. And I think unless he falls flat on his face and does nothing to where it's an absolute joke to keep him, I think he'll make the opening day roster. And I think he'll be – I think he'll earn his pension this year. Is it a favor to a guy that – is a hometown boy in Jacksonville that maybe will be part of the organization in the future and somebody that's close. Yeah, I, I do. It's not the first time. But the guy still has to have some playing value. And could he be, at a league veteran minimum, be a quality guy on special teams at the third tight end? F back it. Yeah, maybe short. Yeah, maybe he can. And if he can enough, you know, he will earn that. He'll have to earn it. But that is something that has not been talked about a lot that has been a big part of, of why I think this at least gone down to this path. Um, the whole thing, he's a leader and he's going to uh, change the culture. No, he's not. Okay, backup players don't change culture. It's the best players on your team that change. He, he was a culture builder and sustainer at Florida because he was the best player. Backup players in this league don't get that type of cred so to speak you they don't you you've got to prove it on the field i do think he can have a positive impact in the locker room with maybe sharing some information with urban and the coaching staff about what players basically some might call it locker room you know you know um spies i think that's maybe overstating it but 
give a player's view of how things are done. So I think that's kind of what's going on there. We'll get into more of that tomorrow, as well as take more of your draft questions, questions on anything else. We'll certainly, at this point, start previewing, as, as I will on LandryFootball.com, the season, the college season, the pro season, roster evaluations. We'll, we'll do that as well. So we'll get into more of your questions. Also get into name, image, and likeness and, and some of the issues, pitfalls there. So check us out on the Landry Football Podcast tomorrow. Same time, same channel. Uh, and join us over at LandryFootball.com. Also, if you have not joined us on Twitch, sign up for us. Go to twitch.tv forward slash Chris Landry Football, and that will take you there. And um, very simple, just hit the like button. Uh, we think uh, we really appreciate you joining us, uh, and that will get you alerts as to when we are going live and what have you. So appreciate you joining us. Thanks again. Thanks for all of your support. Uh, and we'll get to your questions. And Michael there, we're running out of time. Is there a modern-day Bobby Beathard? Um, no. Uh, and I, if you remind me, Michael, I'll tell you why we're seeing less and less of those type of guys. Uh, I will make a note of that. But if I forget, please bring it up again as to why there's not. Uh but I'll address that in more detail. Hey, thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow on the Landry Football Podcast. It's been Scout's Eye on Football, and we'll be back on this show next Wednesday, same time, same channel. So long, everybody. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.